name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. As we come to this beautiful feast, 40 days after Christmas, the Nativity of Christ, where our Lord is presented in the temple and held in the arms of the righteous Simeon. He comes to fulfill the law, but he is the fulfiller of the law, who comes to fulfill the law. And in this offering uh, that was traditional in uh, the Jewish culture and continues to be a tradition for us to receiving a child and a mother after 40 days, <clears throat> the offering was two turtle doves and uh, two pigeons. But the better offering would have been a, a lamb. If you, had the, if you were wealthy enough, you brought a lamb. But Joseph and Mary were poor, so they brought two dirt loves, which is significant of the undefiled church and the new people uh, coming into the church. And the, uh, the pigeons, symbolizing the old and the new covenant. So they didn't bring a lamb. Or did they? Or did they? Yes, they did. They brought the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So Simeon receives the Lord uh, and was promised that he would see the redemption of Israel before he passed. <clears throat> and Anna the prophetess uh, was in the temple as well and saw in her uh, spiritual eyes that this was Christ, the Savior of the world, and began to proclaim it to, to the people in Israel. But these, these words come to the mother of God. A sword will pierce through your soul. It's a very happy moment, right? You're bringing your son, and Simeon does these beautiful prophecies, and he says to her, but a sword will pierce through your soul. Fast forward 30 years. They're at the wedding at Cana. And they run out of wine. And the mother of God comes to the Lord and says, they've run out of wine. And in the scripture we read in our translation, woman, what has your concern to do with me? My hour has not yet come. The better translation is, what has that to do with you and me? The saints interpret this in a very, very particular way. <clears throat> The Lord said, you know what's going to happen if this miracle occurs. Your soul is going to be pierced. And so his question is, Mother, are you ready? That's a very powerful moment. The respect he had for his mother. To say, Mom, are you ready? Because you know what this is going to mean to you. You know what it's going to mean to me, but what's it going to mean to you? A, soul, a sword is going to pierce your soul. Are you ready, Mom? I think that's such a tender moment, and it, we just miss it. Like somehow he dismisses her there. It's the very opposite. He accepts her and, and cherishes her heart. He says, Mom, are you ready? And she says, 
whatever he says, do it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. That's a very powerful moment that gets hidden, I think. So what I want to speak on uh, today is the prayer of St. Simeon. Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which prepare, prepared for the face of all people, a light the light in the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. So this is said at the end of Vespers, uh, and it's an indication for us in the theme of remembering our departing this life, but also just departing this day. But, you know, in your life, there are things that occur where prayer, prayers have a deeper significance. This prayer is also prayed at the end of communion for the sick. After you serve a person communion, at the end of that service, you say, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace, and so on. So I had the blessing of serving my son communion uh, all through his illness. And when we started this prayer, I mean, he lit up. I started praying at one time, Lord, not thy servant depart. You stood up. Like, wow. Let thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. So this prayer is kind of deep etched in me a little bit more now than it was before. That's a very powerful place. <clears throat> So I just want to kind of share some thoughts about the prayer, because it's very, very dear to me, obviously. Um, so it begins, Lord, let thy servant depart of peace. Lord, let thy servant, Lord Master, Lord God, Lord Savior. In this life, we do not face things alone but with the help of the mighty king. So I was thinking of an example of this in my life, and I thought back to when I was in high school, and um, I was struggling over a math concept. And I was really into getting good grades. So, I mean, this was like, I got a C on a test. It was like, my world fell apart. <laughs> and uh, so I went on, I tried to study, study, study. So I took the math book and I threw it across my bedroom. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I just don't get this. And I went and picked the math book up, looked at it, and I understood the concept. Maybe I should have asked the Lord before I threw the book. <laughs> Maybe we should get this. We should ask the Lord on the front end of a struggle rather than at the back end of a struggle. We, fought, we fight in this life not alone, but with the help of the mighty King Jesus, Christ our Savior, the creator and sustainer of the universe. Ask his help. <clears throat> Let thy servant depart in peace. This peace is, St. Paul says, he himself is our peace. Christ is our peace. But how do we kind of get at it? 
Um, let me read these two verses from Philippians. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the Lord, in these words, gives us a formula for peace. Be anxious for nothing. In everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God will come to you. So don't be anxious for things. You know, we all have concerns. And God gives those concerns to us many times. We have an option to worry about them or to pray about them. Concern comes, prayer. Peace. Even in that concern, prayer will bring peace. That supplication begins to sanctify us. Even the prayer itself, even without being answered, we're drawing near to God, and we begin to find peace. So we pray and supplicate God with thanksgiving. I meet with Father John Braun every Tuesday um, and uh, talk to him about things that are going on in my life and, and ask for uh, his guidance and things. And afterwards, after all the concerns I've laid out before him, he says this every time. Are you thankful for these things? I said, well, I, uh, 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 you always ask that question. With thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, because these things draw me near to you. Right? These things draw me near. My help is in you. I understand you're my help. You're my salvation especially in the times of trouble. We have to thank God because those concerns and troubles draw us near to him, or at least they should. So we should be grateful. <clears throat> so if we're praying about our concerns, supplicating God, and thanks, thankful, God will bring peace to us. Beautiful. Let your servant depart in peace. I've seen thy salvation. Salvation is saving us from one thing to another. In Simeon's words, it was saving him from this life to eternal life. But our salvation involves more than just that. It saves us from pride to humility. It saves us from lust to chastity, from envy to contentment, from anger to kindness. We're saved from, from the struggles of this life to the virtues of this life. To being a sense of being far from God to being near to God. That's what salvation is. Saving us from one thing to another. So we should understand that our life is to be a life that is being transformed. It's being changed from this to this, right? From this struggle to this solution. From sorrow to joy. From impatience to patience. Okay? It's, it's that effort. So how, does that, how do we go about that? You, it, you, we have to find a way to have a routine of life that connects us to God 
Because that is how we are transformed. Being near to Christ, in that, in that life with Him, we are transformed. So finding a routine in your life that keeps you close to God. The things that draw you near to God, you should increase in. The things that draw you away from God, you should decrease, modify, get rid of. Okay? This is transformation for us. Prepared before the face of all people. God came to save the world. Uh, he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. So when we look out at the world, he, he comes to save creation. He comes to save every person. Every person. You know, sometimes we struggle uh, with connecting to the image of God in others. Because we see stuff. We see their stuff. And it, it, we, it's hard to see the image through the stuff. Let me share a story with you. Um, I worked in special education for 15 years before I became full-time uh, priest in this church. Um, and I worked at Deborah School, which was a, a school for kids that were involved, but they weren't severely involved. <clears throat> Had an opportunity to go work for the county, but the county's job was to work with the most multiply handicapped kids we had. So they were very severely involved. And I remember <laughs> the first week I was there, I went, man, I don't know if I made the right decision or not. It's hard work. I mean, you're changing diapers, you're feeding. This is, these are 16, 17-year-old people that are they're very handicapped, okay? So I will never forget this moment. I mean, I see it like it's light right in front of me. So at little Alicia Keefe, God bless her. She was very severely cerebral palsy. She hands like this, and I, so I had to feed her. She was the sweetest little girl, blue eyes. And I remember looking at her, and I saw her. I didn't see the handicaps anymore. I didn't see the garbage, all the stuff, the dirty diaper, you know, the drool on her face. I saw her, the image of God in her. I saw her person. And I mean, it opened the door for the rest of my time in that, those classrooms. That's what you need to look for. We need to look for the, the image of God in those people, not the stuff around them, not the handicap, not the stuff in their life that bothers us. We need to be able to look and find their image and we can relate this image to that image. We can love and be kind and be generous to that. But when we look at the stuff around it, it's hard to do that. We have to find in each person that image. God bless you, Alicia. Opened a huge door for me. I, I just, it was a moment. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. That light of God that's given to us to overcome the darkness of this world, the darkness even in our life, uh, to enlighten us, to guide us, and that glory to be manifest as it was at the wedding of Cana. It should be manifest uh, 
in our midst and as to us to take it out. Let thy servant depart in peace. Let me take out that light you've given to me, that glory you've given to me, and let me share it with others. So this day, may we receive in our arms the Savior of our souls. And, 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 uh, and, and in a fresh way, relate to him so we may take that light and relate it to this world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.